all you need to know. The Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Hey guys, good morning. From a military coup to surging cryptocurrencies in the Indian markets, there's lots to tell you about. Thanks for listening in. I'm Alex Matthew and this is the All You Need to Know Bloomberg Quint podcast. Today is the 16th of November. Donald Trump is back in America now and it didn't take him too long to get onto Twitter to talk about his trip to Asia. He also delivered a statement at the White House pushing back against observations that his trip had produced no breakthroughs on trade or on North Korea. He said that Chinese President Xi Jinping recognizes that a nuclear North Korea is a grave threat to China and the two leaders agree that a freeze-for-freeze agreement with the rogue nation is unacceptable. The slide in US equities continued though, with the S&P 500 falling for a fourth consecutive session. The losses were led by energy stocks as crude continues to fall toward the $55 per barrel mark. The fall was somewhat steeper in equity markets in the last hour of trade after a key Senate Republican said he doesn't support Trump's tax reform plan as it is written now. US consumer price inflation rose 2% in October year-on-year. That is in line with estimates. Retail sales grew 0.2% sequentially, a couple of ticks higher than estimated. In Zimbabwe, the military has seized power and detained 93-year-old President Robert Mugabe in a struggle over the succession of the only leader that that African nation has ever known. Mugabe was confined at his home. Troops took control of the state-owned broadcaster and sealed off parliament and the central bank's offices while armoured vehicles were stationed in the centre of the capital, Harare. Bitcoin climbed to as much as $13,499 per unit on Zimbabwe's Golix exchange on Wednesday. That's nearly double the rate in the international market. Demand for Bitcoin in Zimbabwe has surged amid a shortage of hard currency. Zimbabwe doesn't have its own currency, with the government having adopted the US dollar and South African rand, among others, as legal tender in 2009 after hyperinflation rendered the local dollar worthless. In India, the earnings season that ended yesterday has been the best for top companies in at least five quarters. Of the Nifty 50 companies, 40 either beat the consensus estimates of analysts tracked by Bloomberg or met forecasts in the quarter ended September. Bad loans at India's listed banks rose at the slowest pace in eight quarters in the quarter ended September. Good news there. Several Indian automakers have told Bloomberg Quint that they will stick to the 2020 deadline for cleaner vehicles. You probably already know the context here. The government has decided to roll out Bharat Stage 6 fuel norms two years ahead of plan in New Delhi to curb pollution. Newly listed New India Assurance has reported a net profit of nearly 750 crore rupees in the September quarter. That's nearly three times higher than the same period a year ago. The standout factor was a 41% decline in underwriting losses. Infosys founder N.R. Narayanamurti has said that all is well at the company and its chairman Nandan Nilekani has the skills to simplify lots of complexities at the software major. A quick check on the Asian markets now, and Asian stocks have opened mixed in early trade. The Japanese Nikkei was up about half a percent in early trade. The South Korean benchmark was trading marginally positive, while the Australian benchmark was in the red last time I checked. Let's turn to the Indian markets now, and Darshan Mehta joins me now with a trade setup. Morning Darshan, how's it looking today? Good morning, Alex. Uh, not the best of start that we can anticipate. The SGX Nifty is trading down 
Uh, again, there is a weak opening by all the metals in China. Rubber is down 1.5%, steel is down 1.5%, copper is down. Aluminium is trading higher, but you know, commodities as a pack is not doing well and that could put a lot of pressure onto equities also. In terms of coming to our market, uh, result season is over, but some companies will report numbers. Aluwalia Contracts, Gati, Honda Seal and Matrimony.com will report numbers. Some numbers after market hours yesterday, good numbers by TD Power and New India Assurance and inline numbers by Care Rating and Wanderla Holidays. In terms of the stocks, uh, the, the, the talk of yesterday was the ADAG stock. After market hours, Reliance Communication came out with a statement saying that they are not making any payments to lenders for the time being. As far as ONGC is concerned, they have said that the Venezuela state-run PDVSA is committed to the agreement with the ONGC Videsh. Uh, this was on, on the back of news coming out that there could be a big default for Venezuela. And uh, Bhushan Steel, there are more bidders. Uh, Arcelor Mittal and uh, Tara Steel uh, are actually looking to pick up uh, Bhushan Steel. So that's what's reported in the Times of India. In terms of the primary market, 5 Paisa Digital will list today on the exchanges. It, it, it's a part of IIFL holding which was demerged uh, in 2016. In terms of some important stocks, Indian hotels to meet a lot of investors including bigwigs like T. Rove Price, Wellington. Uh, they will meet them today so we'll be in focus today. And uh, it's a full cricket team on the FNO ban, 11 stocks in the FNO ban. New in the ban are Jet Airways, Reliance Communication and Reliance Capital. What goes out of the ban is HDIL and Gen Irrigation. Thanks Darshan and thank you for tuning in. That's all I have for you on this podcast. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great day.